You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Good to see you. Good weather. <laughs> How many people are encouraged by the weather? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. We thank God. Hmm? Have you been fighting some battles lately? Yeah. Have you been contending? Yeah. Have you been intimidating the enemy? Yeah. I hope so. I hope you don't have, you're not uh, playing it. You know, let's just watch and see if he will just give up, if he will just surrender, if he. If he would just change his mind. <laughs> I was listening to the message where we were talking about the deals of Pharaoh. <laughs> no deal. No deal. Hallelujah. We're not dealing, we're not having any deal with Pharaoh. We are here to take over. Are you getting me? And you must have that mentality. That have, have that mentality. You need some strength to, to begin to take things. Do you understand? Yeah, you, you need to begin to take, take by force. That's how the kingdom comes. The reason why we're not seeing the kingdom of God manifest is because Christians are too soft. Yeah, they're too soft, just playing, playing safe. Just trying to be nice. I'm not saying it's bad to be nice, but just know who you're nice to. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't be nice to the enemy. Because you're being nice, but he will stab you. You say, yeah, wow. That's nice. We're cool, right? When you turn, poof. That's how he operates. So this morning, I want to share with you on what I call the clash of powers. Somebody say the clash. The clash of powers. Yeah, because you need to understand that we are in a battle, whether you believe in it or not. Okay? So far as you are alive, you are in a battle. You're in a battle. There's a battle for your destiny. Okay? There is a battle for your soul. There's a battle for your family. Come on. Amen. Yeah, there's a battle for your family. Amen. There's a battle for your inheritance. There's a battle for your future. I mean, everything is just a battle. Amen. I'm telling you. So, the sooner it settles in you, that there's war going on, the better it is. And the, the, the sooner you adjust your mind to the fact that there is a real conflict and there are powers involved. There are powers involved and real powers. Real powers. 
then you begin to take things serious. And when you see certain things happening in your life, you don't take them sitting. Okay? You get up, all right? Put on your armor. Okay? You put on your armor and get into the battle mode. You put on your armor. And your armor, the Word of God is your armor. The Word of God is your armor. If you, if you read Ephesians 6, if you read Ephesians 6, I think from verse 10, where Paul says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Alright? So you need to put on your strength. Okay? In, yeah, in, 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 in the Old Testament days, they used to say, Put on your strength. So you need to put on your strength right now. Be fortified. Hello? Be strong. Be strong. Be strong now because you are about to face a strong man. Yeah. There is a strong man contending with you. There's a strong man contending for this land. There's a strong man contending for this city. There's a strong man contending for the souls of the men in this city. There's a strong man contending for the youth. There's a strong man contending for the campuses. There's a strong man contending and we cannot be weak. We cannot. We cannot afford to be weak. Every Christian should be strong. We should be strong. So it's time to flex your muscles. Start flexing your spiritual muscles because, hey, we're in this for a long haul. It's fight to finish. It's fight to finish. And there are forces the enemy is not happy with what we are doing. In case you don't know. He's not happy, but we don't care about his happiness. Am I correct? Or is there someone who is sorry for the devil? <laughs> I remember years ago hearing from the great evangelist T.L. Osborne. He was, he was speaking at a meeting and... Uh, at a crusade in London those days. And he says his daughter used to go with him to the crusades. They go from place to place, from country to country. And, and one day she says to him, Dad, I'm really sorry for the devil. And he says, why? He says, everywhere you're always dealing with him. <laughs> he says, you're always dealing with him. He must be really sore. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, are you going to be strong? Amen. Even when you are weak. Listen, even when you are weak. He says, let the weak say what? I am, I am strong. So, when you are weak, put on strength. Amen. And how do you put it on? By the word of God. You need to speak strength. Amen. Speak strength to your spirit man. Speak strength to your mind. Amen. 
Speak strength to your body. Speak strength. Because you need it. Hallelujah. When God sent Moses to Pharaoh. Remember, I mean, we've been dealing with Pharaoh for some time. And we're not finished. I say we're not finished. Moses goes to Pharaoh. And you remember, Moses had an encounter in which God appeared to him in the burning bush and said to him, go to Pharaoh and go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Correct? Yeah. And Pharaoh would not listen. Pharaoh was stubborn. Nothing they said would make Pharaoh let them go. Just like today, there's nothing you can say to the enemy. He will not let go until there's a demonstration of force. Are you getting me? Until there is what? Yes. There has to be a higher power that will hit him. So he will let go. And that's where we're going. Hallelujah. So let's start by looking at um, Exodus chapter 7. Exodus chapter 7. Reading from verse 8, then the, word, then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you saying, Show a miracle for yourselves, then you shall say to Pharaoh, Take your rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and let it become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh, and they did so, just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Ha! You know, Moses had seen this work by the burning bush. So you can imagine the confidence he had. Hallelujah. He goes, yes. For you to know that God sent us. And this God we're talking about is real. Aaron, drop the rod. He drops it. Boom. Then a creative power came into the rod and transformed it from a stick to a living serpent. Sure. So I'm sure Moses was standing looking. Hey. Yeah. Pharaoh. Huh. I told you. I told you that this God is real. Hmm? Amazing, right? When we, t- when we say God says, let my people go, you need to know that this is for real. Oh, Moses, Moses, Moses. You are, you're, you are a beginner in this thing. Yeah. 
Huh? Yeah. But look at verse 11. But Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers. So the magicians of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantments. Ha! The clash of powers. Moses, you have power? I also have power. What are you going to do about it? Hallelujah. Yeah. You think Pharaoh has no power? He calls his, his, he, he, he called his wise men. These are his counselors. These are his advisors. Hallelujah. These are his advisors. He calls them. Guys, do something. And they bring their roads. All of them. Bible doesn't tell us how many. They just dropped it. And then, can you imagine what was going on in Moses? Huh? Lord, you didn't tell me this was going to happen. What is this? I didn't. You mean Pharaoh can do these things as well? I mean, you heal the sick. You mean Pharaoh can also heal the sick? Huh? You prophesy. You mean he can also prophesy? He can. He can. Oh, you think because the prophetic word is accurate, then that's a test. That's proof that it's a man of God. You must be joking. You must be naive to think that because it is accurate, then it's God. Don't be surprised if you, you're walking by the street, someone stops you and starts telling you your family history. And he said, oh, must be God. Who could have told him? You don't understand what we are dealing with. And that's why God's children must wise up, become strong, and not be naive. Because the enemy is an expert at his game. It's an expert at his game. And one of the signs of the end times, let me tell you, is, is manifestations of the supernatural and demonic manifestations. I'm telling you. Jesus said it in Matthew 24, 24, when his disciples, when he was talking to his disciples, after his disciples came and they asked him, what will be the sign of your coming? One of the things is it. Look at. Come on. Can you see it? Let's read it. One, two, three. 
for false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Can you see that? False Christs. And what? False prophets. Huh? They will rise. Let me tell you, people, the reason why we need to press in and be strong and be informed is because this is already happening. I'm telling you, it's already happening. And it will intensify. It will increase. It will increase. But we are not deceived. They are going to show what? Great what? Signs and... Huh. I thought it's only God that can do signs and wonders. Yeah, Pharaoh can as well. Pharaoh has his own signs and wonders. Pharaoh has his own prophets. He has his own apostles. Hello. Yeah, he has his own apostles. They will perform wonders. Not just wonders, great wonders. Imagine a stick being transformed to a snake. So that means Satan has the power of transformation. Yes? And you see that in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians 11. Um, 2 Corinthians 11. Let's see. We will come back to Pharaoh. Don't worry. Verse, verse 13. Look at what he says. He says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers. Can you see that? Transforming themselves into what? Apostles of Christ. Can you see that? I say there is transformation. Satan has the power, the ability to transform into what he wants. What is able to deceive. He is able to do that. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Hello. He transform his, transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness. Whose end will be according to their work? Can you see that? So Satan empowers these ministers to transform. So how do they do that? And why do they do that? They do that to deceive. 
if, if I can get you to believe a lie to be true, then I'm, control. I'm in control of you. So, he gives them that power. And because people are not well informed, people are not close to God, people are not walking with God, and that's why you need to be close to Him, face to face, because it would help you to, 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 to spot deception. You need the Spirit of God working in you. Hallelujah. You need to be close to Him. So that you can tell if the spirit is different, you can pick it up. Yeah. You know instantly. He don't need anyone to tell him, ah, this is the man of God, this is not. You will know by the spirit. Yeah. Immediately, something inside you will react. And you just know. And not move by the miracles. I'm not moved by the accuracy of the prophecy. I'm not moved by the manifestation. Satan has given them the power to transform themselves. Transform themselves. And let me tell you, this is going to be on the rise in this day and age. It's part of the signs. It's a clash of powers. So, Satan is saying, God, okay, you want the people, I also want the people. Okay? So, you perform miracles so that they can believe you, I will perform miracles so that they can believe me. Hallelujah. So, today, we need to pull down some pharaohs. <laughs> We need to put some of them out of business. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Like when, when, when Paul went to, um, where was it? Until, until Paul showed up, Elimas was still in business. Is that not so? But when Paul showed up and began to manifest superior power. Somebody say superior power. Elimas was put out of business. The reason why some of these ministers of Satan are in business is because the church is still sleeping. So it's time. We need to build up. We need to wake up. We need to rise to a point where we can point and say, it's over. Hallelujah. That spirit of divination you are using, it stops. Come on. It stops. When you stand before them like that, and they are doing that thing, you can just stand and say, in the name of Jesus, I bind that spirit. You can just block it. And all of a sudden, they lose connection. Hallelujah. They're trying to connect. It's like no network. We jump their networks in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Or else people will be deceived. Even the elect will be deceived. Even that's elect, God's own people. 
will be deceived. Can you imagine such a thing? What audacity. So Pharaoh, back to Pharaoh. Let's look at Pharaoh. Hmm? Pharaoh called his wise men and the sorcerers. So you can see those that are around Pharaoh. Let me tell you, the enemy is still in the business of getting close to places of power, positions of influence. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm very sure if you will go close to the president and sniff around by the discerning of spirit, you will see some sorcerers around him. Yeah. You think, you think that everything the president does is just what he decides. You must be naive if you think that's how the world is run. <laughs> Go study your Bible. He can decide, this is what we're going to do. Do you know what? They will tell him what to do. <laughs> they will tell him. And it's, it's they, they use their enchantments. Okay? Enchantment. That, 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 that word enchantment means um, secret arts. Mysteries. There are some mysteries they use to blind his eyes from seeing certain things and to cause him to go towards certain direction. It happens all over the world. All over the world. I remember somebody, I was listening to someone who had a vision and he saw Barack Obama. Right? He was taken in a vision into the White House. And he went into Obama's office. He saw him sitting there and, and there were decisions that had to be made. And he saw somebody stand by him and say, you will say this. You will do this. And as he says that, the guy says, yes, yes. And signs it. Passes it. This is what you will do. Okay, okay. And he does it. And the Lord was telling him, this man is doing this thing. huh? But if you will pray for him, I'm going to touch his heart. And I'll give him the strength. Because it's not just by knowledge. It's not just by education. It's not just by uh, manifesto. I'm telling you. It's a clash of powers. They want, anywhere there is power, they want to be there. Anywhere there is power, they want to be there. They want to take charge and begin to manipulate and bring forth their agenda. You know that there are some laws that were passed in this country. Even the politicians, they don't know how they got them. They, they don't know how they approve some of these things. Yeah. 
But it's because <laughs> this enemy that we are dealing with, he is not joking. And we also must not joke. Amen? Amen? So, for every man threw down his rod, verse 12, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. Hallelujah. So, they will do things as well. But there is going to be a superior one. So, imagine, as they did that, their own, their own rods were moving as snakes and Aaron's rod went, oof, swallows this, swallows the next one. Huh? And, and Paul, Paul gives us insight into the identity of these um, magicians, Janice and Jambres. Those are their names. They resisted Pharaoh. Yeah. But by the time um, Aaron's rod took that, Aaron now takes his rod. They are rodless. Hallelujah. That's the scepter has been taken away from the enemy. This staff of authority has been swallowed up. Swallowed up. And that's what we're going to do. We, we will break their scepters. We will seize their scepters. That which they use to, to manipulate and to rule and to deceive. We will take it from them. In the name of Jesus. And we will, we will swallow it. And after that, Moses, uh, I mean Aaron went with his rod home. They went rodless. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now you look at, let's look at another, uh, another thing that happens. Verse 22. For, verse 21. Um, here we see Moses does something else. Right? He causes the water to be turned to blood. It became blood. The fish that were in the river died. The rivers stunk. And the Egyptians could not drink water, the water of the river. So there was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. Then the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments. And Pharaoh's heart grew hard. And he did not heed them. As the Lord had said. So you see, even this one where Moses turns the water into blood. Pharaoh calls them. They do the same thing. Hello. The point is this. They will be able to mimic the power of God for some time. Do you understand me? Yeah. They did the same thing. And Pharaoh is like, come on, Moses. You, you don't seem to understand who you're dealing with. It's, this is Pharaoh we're talking about. You say, God. Is this? 
We're talking about supernatural power. Look, 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 look what we're doing. We have been in this game for centuries. Just go and rest and forget about all this. Let my people go stuff. Huh? Go and serve. And I'm telling you, Satan is busy. He is busy doing all he can. He's demonstrating and he's showing people different things just to keep them on the bondage. All of these signs are to deceive. They're meant for deception. And time will not permit me, I will, I would, uh, I'll be able to show you so many scriptures to see that this is one of the things that is going to be prevalent in this, in this day. That we are talking about the power of God, we are talking about the kingdom of God, and all of that, I'm telling you, Satan is also gearing up for a show. Gearing up to ensure that he gets more people to hell. Why do you think there are pastors in hell? Because they were deceived. Deceived by the enemy. But we're going to break those things. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So they turned the water to, um, to, to blood as well. Hmm? And then we see, let's look at chapter 8, another thing that they did in chapter 8. This time around, Moses, um, let's read from verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, thus says the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all your territory with frogs. Ah, God, why do you do these kind of things? Huh? It's amazing the powers that Moses had. We need to, we need to begin to walk in this kind of dimension. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, so the... So the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, which shall go up and come into the house, into your bedroom, on your bed, into the houses of your servants, on your people, into your ovens, into your kneading bowls. And the frogs shall come up on you, on your people, and on all your servants. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Say to Aaron, stretch out your hand with your rod over the streams, over the rivers, and over the ponds, and cause frogs to come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. How many people like frogs? Come on, guys. You don't like frogs. Huh? Frog legs. Very good meal. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's 
So if there were people here that love frog legs, they would be tired of frogs. <laughs> Everywhere. Imagine you wake up in your bed, under your blanket, there's a frog. You step out, everywhere there's a frog. The whole of Egypt. And they're saying, this Moses, this Moses. What kind of a thing is this that Moses is doing to us? But you would think that that's the end. No, no. Look at verse 7. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs on the land of Egypt. Clash of powers. They did the same thing. Hey, Moses, what are you talking about? This is no new thing. We've been doing this thing before you were born. And they brought up frogs. Ha. Moses, I don't know what was going on in his mind, but if it's me, I'll be saying, Lord, how can you put me in this kind of situation? Huh? Why are you allowing them to do this? Can't you stop them? Can't you stop their power from working? Ha. Huh. So, people, the point is this. Don't be moved by the supernatural. The fact that you see a supernatural manifestation does not mean that it is God. As a matter of fact, if you remember in the book of Revelation chapter 19, verse 19, they're talking about the, uh, the false prophets one of the things they would do is they had God, I mean, Satan gave them power to call down fire. Talk about supernatural. Say, I won't be deceived. Yeah. Interestingly, Jesus does not say, by their power you shall know them. He didn't say, by their anointing, you shall know them. He didn't say, by their congregation size, you shall know them. How will you know them? By their fruit. By their fruit, you shall know them. There is one thing they cannot fabricate. There is one thing they cannot fake. And that is the fruit. The fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. They will be godless. They will be pompous. They will be proud. Full of pride. That's one way you will know them. And their children will be even worse than them. By their fruit. The fruit that they produce. Their products will be worse than them. Yeah, they cannot resist. They cannot. They, it's, <laughs> oh my. The perversion that will be in their midst, they won't be able to stop it. When you get close to them, you will see what I'm talking about. 
But if you just watch them on TV, you won't pick it. Hallelujah. They would lie like crazy. Hallelujah. They will be promiscuous. They will not be able to resist. They cannot control themselves because self-control is one of the fruit of the Spirit. They will have the inability to control themselves because the spirits of hell are working. Telling you. Yeah. But we're in. We're in for serious stuff. Amen? Amen. You know what? Something happened the third time. This one, let me just read this. In, still in chapter 8. Verse 16. So the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your rod and strike the dust of the land, so that it may become lies throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so. For Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and struck the dust of the earth. And it became lies on man and beast. And all the dust of the land became lies throughout all the land of Egypt. Now when the magicians so worked their enchantments to bring forth lies, but they could not. Hallelujah. There is a point where they cannot. Hallelujah. There is a point if we continue to press in, if we would not give up, if we will not surrender, there is a point we will get to where they cannot. They could not bring forth lies. So there were lies on man and beast. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, come on, let's read it. What did they say to Pharaoh? This is the finger of God. Hallelujah. It is the finger of God. Now it is Pharaoh. This one is beyond us. This one is beyond us. It's the finger of God. In other words, there is another God. Do you know that all the, the judgments, all the judgments that uh, that 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 um, all the plagues were confronting a particular God. They were confronting a particular God. So now they get to this point and he says, Pharaoh, 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 let's give up now. This is nothing but the finger of God. And Jesus said in the New Testament, he says, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's why we need to pray. Let the kingdom of God come. Why? Because when the kingdom comes, hey, superior power comes. Amen. Superior manifestation. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Superiority. That is what is happening. And so, although... The magicians of Pharaoh tried to do this. They could not. Amen. They could not. There is a place where they cannot succeed. There is a place. Amen. There is a place. 
whether we'll not be able to succeed. Amen. I remember the story. Of, this happened years ago in Nigeria. There was this man, um, this brother. He shared a testimony in church. I wasn't there, but I heard the testimony. He was, he was somewhere. Um, he went somewhere, and there was this man that was, was charming a snake. And people, he gathered a lot of people, and he would tell the snake what to do. The snake would be doing those things, and, you know, just playing like that. And this brother was so angry, and he goes there, and he says, in the name of Jesus, <laughs> when the man tried to kiss the snake, the snake And he just, <laughs> he ran away. Well, what happened after that, I don't know. Hallelujah. But he was saying, look, this was what I did. And this was what happened. The snake refused. The snake got angry. The snake attacked his master. So, when you bind the demons that are controlling things, the game changes. The game changes. Hallelujah. So, if there is any spirit that is standing, that has positioned itself, there's a scripture in Proverbs, I can't remember where it, what, what verse, it says, when you take the wicked from the from, from the place of power. The, um, how does he put it? Oh my God. The throne will be established. Or something like that. Sorry? When you remove the wicked from the presence of the king. That's right. Yes. When you remove the wicked from the king. The presence of the king. Righteousness will be established. Amen. So that's why they are always attracted to the presence of kings. They are always attracted to positions of power. They are always attracted. Why? Because they know that when they are there, when they are there, they can cause wickedness to spread all over the land. Amen. Have you seen that scripture? Sorry? Proverbs 25, verse 5. Can you put it on the screen for us? Okay, come on, look at it. Take away the wicked from before the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. Can you see that? So when we take away the wicked from... from, from, from from the presence, from the presence of the king, when we take away the wicked, when we begin to pray the wicked away from the president. Amen. Hallelujah. When we begin to pray the wicked away from those in authority. When we begin to pray the wicked away, those are the people that bring enchantments. 
and they practice sorcery. They use sorcery to manipulate. They use sorcery to manipulate the leadership. Oh, you, you, you think protest will change it? You need to protest in the spirit. Break. Let's begin to break those powers. Let's begin to break those manipulations that are trying to manipulate the destiny of this nation. Let's, let's, let's take them on. Let's take them on. Hallelujah. Why? So that the throne can be established in righteousness. We are saying righteousness, righteousness. We want righteousness and we leave the wicked there. We leave the wicked there. We must pray them out. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand up on our feet. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.